fucking deep. I like it. These guys are jerks. Fucking deep. Bless you, boys. Young men expressing themselves. Unbelievable. Fucking deep. Put it in deep. Back to even strength. Don score. Done. Walking in. Shot. Glove save. Blue score. Ryan Donato has the first goal in Seattle cracking history. Put it in deep. And now the Rangers with an extra attacker for all of eight seconds. Backhand shot. Score. Ovechkin, his second of the night. As he pulls ahead of Marcel Dion all alone in fifth place. That's broken up, pushed ahead, Hughes has Graves with him. Here's Jack Hughes, pulls up, Hughes, backhand, he scores! In overtime, Jack Hughes wins it! No, get pucks deep, bring the puck deep, put pucks in deep, just put the puck deep. Getting pucks out, getting pucks deep, pucks in deep, pucks in deep, pucks deep, pucks deep, keep getting pucks deep. Whoa, baby! Welcome back, Pucks Indie Podcast. Episode 89 is live. How about Al- that call? Alex McGilney? I was hoping you were going to do that. Oh, baby! Oh, baby! That, that guy's jacked up. Such a back. sick call. I was watching that live, and I mean, man, he walked over the line. He walked over the line, and my, f- my first thought was, fuck, I wish I had him in fantasy. Because he came over the line and his head was up and he just looked like an elite superstar. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is a superstar. It's Jack Hughes. He's going to be a huge player in the NHL for many years, okay? He was up. He was down a little bit. He's coming back. Like, that goal was sickening. Did you actually see it? The little stop up? Yeah. And then the fake and then the back and Everyone looked like idiots. And then he throws his stick into the crowd for the celly. That's pretty dope. Like, immediate. Like, it wasn't planned or anything. Like, he, he scored. You could see how excited he was, and the fans were going crazy. So, he literally just went like, meh, and just kind of like <laughs> threw it lightly over the – and then was like celebrating with no stick. Imagine and I, they gave him an unsportsmanlike for oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, suspend him. Suspend like, him. Like Sundin. Like Sundin. That's um, right. Just like Sundin. A couple of notes on New Jersey. They're, they're intriguing because they, they seem to have – they made a couple of off-season moves and, and to, I think to move things along for their – I guess, rebuild process, start going up, you know, mm-hmm. instead of bottoming out. And um, I did, first of all, I didn't realize that Lindy Ruff is their head coach. Yeah, Lindy. Until, like, yesterday. Lindy's still in the league, I baby. love it. I love that guy. Um, the other thing I enjoy is, did you see what they did with their red jerseys? And their, red, their kits, basically. They've amended it where the socks are now different and the sleeves on the jerseys are different now. What? Why didn't I notice this? I don't know. Pull it up. Pull it up right now. Okay. Uh, pull up their jerseys. But it, it's just to describe what we're talking about here. On the sleeves, they've got, I think, a white band with a black stripe through it. And then they have the same pattern on their socks. And I don't know. It's just fresh. Like, I don't know. New Jersey, I always kind of like their uniform anyway. I like that color scheme, like black, red, and white. But I really enjoyed when I first saw what the new kit looked like. And I didn't even know they had changed it for that matter either. New Jersey jerseys. New Jersey jerseys, <laughs> correct. So I couldn't really find anything, so I'm watching this Jack Hughes goal again. And I see what you mean, yeah. They never had that big, thick uh, white part, did they? Right. They didn't have that band on there before. There he is throwing the stick. Look at him. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's so sick. Could you imagine going home with that stick? Oh. Hey, man. Hey, man. How was the game? Oh, my God. It was unbelievable. That some, Jack Hughes goal. I have a stick from it. Like, I hope some super fan like you didn't wrestle a child for it. Hey, you know what? I have another great story. Uh, just briefly, I won't get into too much. We're going to talk about the Leafs later, and we'll talk about my experience at the game, which was great, even though we lost. Uh, just because you point that out, I was the the reason why a huge William Nylander fan ended up getting a puck. The little kid with the dad, and the dad's like, hey, can we sit here? And I was like, what do you mean? Obviously. I'm like, get in here. Our yeah. seats are over there. I'm just watching the boys. Yeah. I said, get in here, man. He's like, man, my daughter just loves Willie. And I was like, oh, how can you not? And we're banging on the glass. I'm like, we're going to get you a puck. Don't worry. Don't <laughs> worry. I'm experienced. I've done this She before. had a sign. Oh, did she? Yeah. It's like drove 14 hours. All I want is a puck from Willie. 
Oh, yeah. So I'm fucking banging on the glass. Like any player that <laughs> skates over, I'm pointing at the sign. It doesn't right. have to be Willie. Right. It could be Dermot. It could be anyone. Anyone. Go tell him. You know, go tell him to come over here. So sure enough, uh, later on during the warm-ups, the, I remember the dad was like, oh, I guess we're not going to get one. I was like, man, don't worry. There's lots of time left. Like, he'll give you one. <laughs> they were leaving, and they were like kind of like looking down, picking up their bags and stuff. No one was paying attention. And Willie skates over with the puck on his stick and I'm like I'm like he here he is and there was no time I can't be like wait Willie like wait <laughs> for the parent to look and I just went to Willie I was like yeah yeah right here and I'm I pointed at her and he like flipped it over I grabbed it and I gave it to her she was looking and I was like they missed it oh they didn't get to see him do it they, they, they didn't even get to oh, see him no. do it but you, you played know? hero though you played hero I've that's, done it I've that's done the it before important part of the story I've done it before I've told the story on the pucks and deep podcast but uh, welcome back by the way puck pod faithfuls Puck Pod? That's what we are. Puck Pod? Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at Puck Pod, at Let's Go Adam, at Coleman42. Uh, episode 89 is underway. And yeah, we're going to get a little bit more into the Leafs later. Uh, we're kind of back to our regular schedule, eh? The NHL is back, man. It's awesome. There's things to talk about. There is. There's highlights so we, we, to watch. We can talk about them. Uh, you know, we got playoff baseball going on too right now. Dude, did you see that game from last night? No, I didn't see that game. The, the ending? No, I did hear about it. Oh. I mean, obviously, you know, it was crazy with the Braves. Yeah. The Braves blew their lead to the, to the Dodgers. The Dodgers are now back in the series. Mm-hmm. They all of a sudden went from underdogs to favorites just because yep. they won that one game. Um, and, no, I'm talking about the Astros and the Red Sox, man. Like, 2-2 game. Oh, with the missed call. Yeah, 2-2 game in the ninth. 2-2 two and two count. I think there was two guys on or one guy. I don't know exactly what happened. But, like, it was strike three over the plate. Not even on the corner. Like, clearly a strike. People are walking off the field. The crowd is like, yeah, like, what a strikeout moment. Even one of those ones where the batter even looks or acts as if he knows he got Maybe. struck out. Maybe. I don't really recall because I remember being like, I remember sitting on the couch with the boys there after Tuesday night hockey, and I was like, strike three, and then <laughs> they didn't call it. And I was like, oh. So I wasn't really paying attention afterwards. I was kind of looking at my buds, being like, how did they not call that? Sure enough, they scored Seven. Wow. Seven after the missed strike three call. And I understand you can't be like, oh, the the refs or the umps or the officials or whatever. But, I mean, my goodness. But he directly contributed to at least a few runs. It should have went into the bottom of the ninth, tied at two. Yeah. Like, I think that umpire needed a a security escort. Yeah, probably. That's what I love about playoff baseball, though. Like, every – it's like every pitch counts. Every moment counts. And so many guys seem to rise to the occasion. They're going with nothing but the best pitchers. I mean, usually it's the team's – that are left that have the best pitchers. Right, of course. So you get, you know, you get aces like every night of the week. But I mean, man, what a like whoa, what a difficult way. That just would be such a a roller coaster of emotions to be in the crowd, let's say, at at Fenway and you're there and it, you know, the Red Sox were leading 2-1 in the 8th. The uh, Altuve hit a solo home run to tie the game in the eighth. So you're already like kind of nervous. You're like, ah, right. Like we just gave up the lead in the eighth, you know, and now they kind of, they kind of have something going here in the ninth, but now we've got two out, two strike count. I'm confident. Let's go pitchy. Let's go. And then he throws an absolute gem. And I I got mad. Like I got mad about it because you got to protect the plate there. Like, it's, it's almost similar to when it's a close play and in, the guy doesn't slide at third. He just comes in standing. Right. And, and the tag was really close. I, I might be like, out, bud. Fucking out. What do you mean? Because you should have slid. Right. Well, are you calling me out because I didn't slide? I don't know. I can't answer that question for you because <laughs> I think you might have been out. I'm not 100% sure. But if you would have slid, you would have 100% been, been fine. So similar argument here. It's so close. You can't take that pitch. You got you to gotta leave. You know, basically, you got to do everything, everything to win. At it that was point. literally over the plate. <clears throat> Guys will swing at a ball that's you know four or five inches off the plate because they don't want to be rung up on right. a bad call. So they'll protect. This fucking guy doesn't even get the bat no. off his shoulders, and the umpire's like, "Way to go, bud! Ball." Like, he's really on. selling the ball call, right? Like, I guess. Yeah, man, that's oh, man. that's that's interesting. Anyways, I, I wonder what the player was thinking, and I like like I said, didn't see the game or the post game that f- to follow from that. I just love playoff, man. Like playoffs, anything playoffs. Like I, I can't bring myself to watch a, a regular season MLB game, even if it's the Blue Jays. I can't seem to bring myself to watch one. Yet I will watch 
any teams play in the in the playoffs. I don't care what, what teams are playing. I will watch. I think it's just super exciting. I think it's less exciting in the first, third, fourth inning. But as you go on and the game is close, yeah, it's like must watch in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a good time of year for sports. Like you're saying, hockey's back. You know, finally got some shit on the ice to talk about. It's been a couple weeks since we've been here. Um, I guess the only one who's not back right now is Evander Kane, right? Right. So um, we'll leave all the other garbage aside with him right now because obviously he's got some other probably more pressing issues than hockey. But uh, in terms of what's going on hockey-wise with him, he got suspended 21 games for submitting a fake vaccine card. <laughs> now, I'm j- I was trying to imagine what that process looked like. Like, hey, the, you know, team doctor, whoever calls up the players, hey, like, we need your uh, vaccination slips and whatever, you know, mm-hmm. your proofs. <laughs> so he went, he went through the effort. And it, what, okay, my first question is how much money did he pay for someone to produce this thing? It can't be much. Well, hopefully not, because obviously it wasn't very good, right? I guess it wasn't very good. I don't know how you get caught, though. Well, it must have been fucking bad. Right? Like, I must admit, you know, like the team, I'm just picturing the team doctor getting this thing, like vaccine card or whatever you need in the state of California. And then looking at it and be like, oh, Vander, Vander, God. Like, I have to do something. I have to do something about this. Like, it's it's illegal. It's illegal, I'm pretty sure, in California to do. I'm pretty sure anywhere they're making laws that it's illegal to produce these things. (laughs) But you look at the paper that people bring, okay? Like, I see them now. I had one for a little bit. I have it on my, I have it on my phone now. But like when it was when it was just the the when it's piece just a, of paper, a piece of paper, anyone could fake that really easily. Like a, like a complete noob in the yeah, like picture you create, editing you, department. Well, you just create that in words straight up. It's yeah. just text, right? Yeah, exactly. And I have no idea what the California version of that looks like, or if they had like a system actually in place. I would assume they did because they said vaccine card. As if it's a, kind of a sole item, not like we have right now. Where it's like, here's your vaccine, here's your ID. But it, nonetheless, it's it's just for a guy like... You know, it's funny, we go back to the gambling conversation that we had about him, and I said, I don't think he's stupid enough to... Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's stupid enough to bet on his own team. Right. But you might have I to retract. Well, I don't know. I didn't think... He, I didn't think he'd be stupid enough to try and pull the fake vaccine card. So instead of being like, you know, Mr. Like, oh, I don't, I'm not getting it and I don't want to and so on and so forth. And like, right. you can't play. And he's like, well, fuck you then. Like Kyrie Irving. Yes. You know? Yes. But instead he's like, I went through the trouble of, per- I assume, procuring a fake vaccine card and then submitting it and getting caught. Like how fucking embarrassing is that? And like, and, and by the sounds of things, by all accounts, the team is not happy with them. Like players, coaches, anybody. So if he wants to walk back in that room, it isn't going to be easy. And at what point do they just not say like, "You're cut"? Like, they can't. Go, send you to the A. Well, I guess they can. I guess they can do that, but they like they can't. Um, I was reading yesterday. They can't terminate his contract. They can't terminate his That's contract. That's correct. But they can like cut him off the team, like send him to the to the AHL. But the, I guess the 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 problem there is that you need him to play if you're going to trade him, right? But who the hell wants to t- touch that dressing room garbage? Right? I don't know, dude. I, I I'd love I'd love him on my fantasy team if he's playing and he's getting minutes somewhere. I'm yeah. gonna be scooping. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be scooping on the wire for sure. Guys, a fantasy. Beast. Montreal or pick him up. Montreal could use the help. Right They're in now. the Owen Club. Yeah, Owen who, four. Who's Owen? Owen four. <laughs> I love how your prep said zero and three, and I happily went in there and was like backspace. Oh yeah, because it was it was they lost again last night, right? <laughs> yeah, they are in some kind of trouble right now, and they're awful. And uh, you know, it, it seems like nothing's going right. Like Ca- Caulfield can't do anything out there. Suzuki, I think, has what no points. Like there's Allen has been Allen. not great. You know, Allen's below average. Allen. Below average, we'll say. I, I won't beat them up too hard. They're but, terrible. Yeah, they're. In, and and obviously we used to point this out before the season there was going to be a transition they had a kind of lot of shit to figure out with like three of their top players from last year's run oh of course and the injuries you know yeah we they're well documented but the point of the matter is their best game I haven't seen like every minute of their of all their games but their best game in my opinion was against us first game of the year and I don't think that's anything to brag about because I didn't like our game right so you know what I'm saying. 
Now, I'm not over here bragging about any about about any wins, or I don't think we've looked really great at all, except for the Ranger game. We got goalied, right? And I'm fine with that. I'm especially fine with it because I have Shesterkin in my pool. Oh, he looked like the best goalie in the NHL. Uh, what was it last night? Two nights ago against oh, the Leafs. Oh my God, he was amazing. And I was every time I was like, oh my God, yes. That's the first oh, time I've actually yes. watched him play because of the whole Kane division, all that. Like I, I didn't catch any, you know. Any other games, so I hadn't really seen him play. And he yeah, looked, it was rare for me he too. Unbelievable. I don't know where the Leafs. What's up with the Leafs and getting goalied? Because I mean, the game. Uh, well, the game that you were at, uh, Forsberg stood on his head. Oh my! He was unbelievable. God, he, he looked like he looked like Patrick Waugh in his prime. So I was in a section, and there were some people around me that were beauties. Like it was a really good section in terms of like I was able to kind of do my thing. I could see you on TV barking at people. Yeah. Well, some someone originally thought that I was chirping Forsberg. Oh. But but the whole time, like, he would make a save and I'd be like, man, Forsberg. Oh. Like, some of the saves were so good, bro, and they were right in front of my yeah, face. Yeah, you had a hell of a view. You know? And then in the second period, Mrazek put on a show, kept the Leafs in it. Yeah. He did. And what an unfortunate start for him, man. That sucks. Oh, I don't even want to talk about that it. That sucks, dude. It's and my you're, fault. You're pretty horny about him, too. Uh, yeah. And to see him, to be there, too, to see him go down there. like that. Yes. You can tell by the way he went down. You're like, ah, it's a few weeks right there. Like, that's not good. Well, I got the biggest laugh of, out of the section when uh, he took a shot early and it was up high and he looked hurt. He shook that off. That was totally unrelated. Right. He got beat up that game. He took a shot up high. He got hit by someone else down low. But when he took the shot off high and he was kind of like leaning over like this a little bit, I yelled out. I'm like, oh, my God, Mrazik's out for six months. A <laughs> 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 fucking couple of guys in the section behind me were laughing. And the, the one guy goes, no, he's out indefinitely. And I said, yeah, six fucking months. <laughs> well, hopefully, Poor guy. We shouldn't well, joke about it. He had I a know. tough go. He had a tough go. And I am, I am high on the guy, man. I, I really don't think... Like, I'm not ready to, you know, label him as made of glass or right. whatever they say. Um, I, I think sometimes guys are just unlucky, man. Yeah, and, and, you know, a lot of the times that's what it is. So not going to worry about it a lot. Just hopefully, uh, you know, he fucking figures it out and they get him back on the ice soon because it led to quite the uh, goalie fiasco with uh, – the signing they had to make, right? Oh, and, yeah. And, the, and that was a really interesting story. The university right? guy? Yeah, they bring up this guy from university. Fresh guess, off a cake stand? He's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Imagine <laughs> like second year in university playing like intramurals. Barely CIS goalie U of T, right? Yeah. They, yeah. they always have a U of T goalie or Ryerson goalie or something in their rotation for, for the e-bug. E yeah. And yeah. they come out to practice every once in a while. Cool. So so this guy got to live the dream for a night, eh? And, yeah. uh But apparently, so why they did this or uh, – it allowed them to bring up Hutchinson on an emergency basis for nothing, like zero cap hit. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So it, it prevents them having to play short. Basically, them playing short that game. Pretty pretty interesting scenario. They, they, they were able to pull cap space basically out of thin air by, by that maneuver, by Miraza getting hurt and them, they, them getting the emergency amateur contract or whatever for one day contract for this guy and then allowed them to call up the emergency emergency guys because they're right up against cap and apparently they're not the only team who will be playing such stunts throughout the year as pretty much any team up against the cap has the ability to pull a similar maneuver interesting life is more interesting when you're at the cap ceiling isn't it well if you're if you're trying to understand what's going on that's one thing right it's not as interesting yeah, you're right about that. Actually, that's a good point. It's not as interesting when you're struggling to get to the cap floor and you still refuse to sign one of your best players. Right, right. <laughs> so so they, uh, I guess right before that game, they announced that they had signed Brady, right? Yeah. So they did he, he make an appearance at the rink, you were saying? Yeah, like, uh, okay, it didn't sit well with me. I don't get it. You know, people are going to be like, oh, fucking Coleman, leave, like, leave fan. I just, I'm, you know, pretend I'm someone else because it matters. Like, I was talking to a couple Sens, fan, Sens fans in the room there at Tuesday Night Hockey last night. And, the, like, one of them is a diehard fan. He agreed with every word I said. I said it was a fucking embarrassment. He was there, too. 
like Brady comes out, they have this they have this section, okay, let's go in the second hundred level where they have the fans come over and they're like, Hey, we're gonna play trivia and if you win, you win a bucket of popcorn, right? And that's where that's where they are when they're playing those games. That's also where the Trues played their pregame concert, which was awesome, awesomely terrible is what I meant to say. Really? Yeah, it was terrible. Um, Why was it terrible? The sound guy. Oh, was it just? Fire the sound guy. And now they have that little like stage area. Do they play with, like, where the saying. DJ and that's crap hangs out in the building? That's what yeah. I'm saying. And that's where, that's where they also do their in-rink uh, like fan Entertainment contests. Entertainment and all fan that contests. stuff. Yeah, yeah, do a trivia. So anyway um, – it's a commercial break, and the Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, the glass breaking goes off. And then all the spotlights are up on the section, and it's fucking Brady. And he's, like, up there, and he's waving, and everybody's, like, fucking going nuts. And then he, I think he had the mic, and he was like, hey, glad to be back. Let's go. The Ottawa Senators welcome back Brady Kachuk. Like, it was a big deal. Like, yeah, like, yeah, let's go. And they did it again. They push the glass breaks again oh, yeah. for Stone Cold. And I, like, I looked at Kirsty. I was like, are they serious right now? Like, this guy should be on the ice, bro. Like, yeah, so he, he was coming back, what, tonight or tomorrow? Like, yeah, he's they said they were tomorrow. giving him a week, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it's fine. Like, that's uh, pretty cool, though, that, that he was there. They brought him out and did a little is it though? promo of sorts. The fans were starting to turn it's, on him. Yeah, I know, but it's glo- it's gloss over season, right? Like they just signed him, so they're trying to like, you know, put that behind him because the you know hype up the fans instead of exasperating the yeah, bitterness okay, they were already yeah. feeling, whether it was towards the owner, GM, or Brady Kachuk. Uh, right? Okay, an olive branch it's, it's, of it, sorts. Well, and it's in the best interest of the team, all th- three of those parties. Yeah, yeah. To, to, Put this behind them. So I agree with you. Let's but, put on a show here, but right? Like, I, I, I would have a difficult time, you know, accepting that that was the decision that they made. When he was a- instead of instead of you know selling, you know, selling eighteen hundred Brady Kachuk jerseys with the C on it, right? Like new in the store today, right. on your way out. So grab do you them. think that happens this season? I don't really know. Or do you think they wait? And- I don't know or care. Yeah. They lost my interest when they refused to sign him. Well, I thought that – I think when we spoke about it last, we were saying how we thought that uh, – or I thought anyway that he wasn't going to get the term or that he didn't want the term, sorry. And he ended up, they ended up locking him up to seven years and at a pretty high price, eight and a half, right? Eight, two, I think. Yeah, so I was like, wonder what the hell they were, they were really sticking over. I, and originally – and I believe there's some truth to this, but LeBron was re- reporting that it was more related to do with signing bonuses. He ended up with none, actually, uh, which I thought was interesting. Big shock So maybe there. that was the sticking point because I know that there was a similar uh, story with Matthew Kachuk trying to sign his contract where he was looking for, like, max, max bonuses. Right, okay. Yeah, I don't really know. I, it's it's not something that I care to to dive into too much now that it is over. You're right; it's time to move on. But I, I just, I really, you know, I have to say that I really just think it was a complete botch. Like as far as fans are concerned, like we are talking about the home opener, yeah. first time having fans. Like you said, it's, like, it's if Matthews didn't start the season last year or the year before, and it's game one, opening night. Except in you know, like I said. Compounds it with not having fans for so long. That's exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like it, it would have been a perfect it. like launch, oh. especially with the Leafs in the building, is packed barn. Yes. Although, okay, what now? What was the ratio? I was like, what was the the ratio in the ring? It was the same. Like what? Well, not the, so. Was the same as it been pre-COVID when it was rocking like seventy thirty? Yeah, which is probably the yeah. most lopsided I've ever seen. And it's because Ottawa's brutal. At it's that getting point. worse. You think it's getting worse? Yeah. See, there were there were it wasn't a sellout, so there was a few mm-hmm. empties. Um, you know, you can flip a coin, I guess, if you want to wonder who's filling those empties. Mm. It's Leafs. Yeah. It's just it's getting bad. It's been getting bad there for years. Mm-hmm. I think it was slightly better. So it was this fifty time. fifty, like the last time the Sens were good. Oh yeah. Oh man, like, it's been Carlson, fi- dude, Stone, It's all been fifty fifty, like since. When we were yeah, terrible. I feel like it was always fifty fifty, and then since Ottawa has been bad and really bad for the first time I can really remember, and and yeah, it seems to have 
Like the last couple I went to, it was like seventy thirty, which would be the most extreme. Okay, well, did I've I tell you it. about the the washroom yet or the no, credit card? No, can, no. can I tell yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So you had We're more. Already on it. You had more in-game experiences. So my in-game experience to the first Senators home game of the season, I don't really know if it could have been worse. And I bought the best fucking seats that you can buy. On the glass, club, platinum level, whatever it is, you get a server. It's wicked, right? So we get there, and we're in line, and we had talked to, like, three people on the way, and we were like, what, you know, what's the play here? Like, is there a certain line for the restaurant? You don't even know where to go. Is there a certain Because you never even sat in seats that ball. No, no, no. I'm talking about outside the building. (laughs) Okay. Like, what You you were looking for your special interest. Well, it it was COVID thing, right? Right. So I wanted to know where to be. I so it was it a little chaotic going in? Somewhat, but it was it was not bad. They had right. nice lines, and this one was for the restaurant, but you can't go into the rink through the restaurant anymore. So if you want to go into the restaurant, you have to go into the restaurant and then come back out and then join the line to get in the building. Right. So Kiersey and I had agreed, and we talked to several different people along the way that we would wait in the longer line to get in the building. And then at least we're in the building, and that's it. I didn't want to get pinched outside. And... We were like the next people, and the guy goes, your bag is too big. What? To Kirstie. She had her little purse thing. What? What the hell does that mean? Your bag is too big. We have a new bag policy. What the fuck? A bag policy? So you you can't smuggle liquor in there? I guess. Whatever, right? (laughs) So like all that was in there was her wallet. You know, females' wallets tend to be the- Gigantic. That's why they got gigantic bags to carry. Well, her bag wasn't even that gigantic. It was just like a little thing, you know, like a little backpack type thing. But still- And her jacket in case it was cold. So I was like, I said to the guy, I was like, man, we've already like had interactions with like three different people that work here, two different gates. No one said anything about the bag. So, and I park strategically over at a different location for those unfamiliar with the arena. It's a gong show trying to get out after the game. Mm -hmm. So I park a little, like far away, but when I get in my vehicle, I'm out. Yeah. So I love that spot. I was far and it sucked. So I had to run back with the purse, which also made me feel great. Um, And then, so that we were off to a pretty bad start. Then we went in and then we found our seats and nothing was open. So the doors opened at five o'clock, but nothing opened until five thirty. Oh, like no concessions. No concessions. Oh no beers. God. No pizza. So you're no- just in there standing around with your hands yeah, in your and, ass, wondering what and, to do. And I and I just smoked up on the way in. So, so you're starving. I'm starving, and I'm really <laughs> thirsty more than anything. And I didn't even really care about the beers. I just wanted a water or you something. Need a drink. Badly. So anyway, I was talking to a few people. They were like, "Yeah, unfortunately, we can't serve until five thirty. And, oh and I was like, God. "Okay, all so right." So let people in, but. When feed them. Which is fine. I mean, if that's a bylaw or something, okay, whatever. There's nothing they can do. I wasn't going to be mad at them. Let's go. So you're moving. It's early. You're not going to let it affect you. So then what happens? We go sit down in our seats. Uh, We're looking at our seats. We're like, this is amazing, but we don't want to sit here for the warm up because no one gives a fuck about the sense. So let's go over to the, let's go over to the Leafs end and we'll watch warm up over there. So we went over and we got our seats there and, uh, and then it was five 30. So I ran up to the restaurant. Lucky right there, the restaurant. She goes, Oh yeah, I'm not allowed to serve until six. Oh god! And I'm like, no, 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 that's not happening. <laughs> like, that's not happening. Like, I got in here half an hour ago, and I'm pasty, and I'm fucking thirsty. <laughs> I even just want a water. Can you just give me a water and then yeah. charge me later for it? So uh, I kind of s- smooth talked her a little bit, and she ended up serving, oh, okay. which was great because the other guys Attaboy. in the restaurant were like, "Well, she wouldn't do that for us," and I was like, "Well, you're welcome." <laughs> so we all got beers, and then that nice. was that was the first so, official so spot that was, that was the open. First time you were here on the night. Yeah. So then I went back down to the seat, and I was drinking the beer, and then there was about five minutes before the players even came out, and I was because I know I know they come out around the 16 minute mark on the jumbotron, right? And it was like 23, and I was like, I got time to go rock a piss. So I run up, I get another, well, I, I was going to get a piss and then, or rock a piss and then get another beer. So I ran up to the bathroom, I go in, and of course I got my little thing with me, you know, so I'm kind of like in the stall and I'll, yeah. I'll get a little hit going on there. And then I go and I'm like, all right, COVID time, got to wash my hands real good here, fucking yeah, lots yeah. of soap, get in there, fucking wash them all. I got my forearms too, I'm fucking <laughs> soaking wet. Not one paper towel. Oh, see, then that's pre-game? Pre-game, pre-warm-up. Okay, like, hey, like I've fully been there, second period, 
not a paper towel in the building, probably. Pre-warm-up. Pre-warm-up, they're out of paper towel. I don't even think there was any in there. Just to begin with. And they're, that's They're my, cutting a lot of corners. Eugene's cutting a lot of corners. But, dude, even if you just think about it, like, if you're, if you're one of those people, and there's lots of you out there that play those games on your phone where you kind of have to, like, build the fortress, and you have to put... You have to put lumber over here, and right. if you run out of lumber, then you have to go chop some more down. Like, like Minecraft. Yeah, exactly, right? And you could do that on NHL for our video game enthusiasts. You could run a, a thing, and you could set the prices for your concessions and, and stuff like that. Like, we're talking about real life here. Yeah. And we can't even get fucking paper towels. Like fundamentals. In the 100 level. Well, you saw the contract Brady Kachuk got. During a pandemic, <laughs> you are you are asking people, you're promoting people to not wash their hands because what am I supposed to do? Fucking walk around yeah. with my soaking ass hands and forearms? Because I've been there where it's like, and you can't wipe it on the jersey, right? So it's right down to the jeans. Down on the wipe jeans. Them off. I and guess that's, so. That's not a great towel. Fuck. And, and that that's funny too because you know what all businesses and, and especially like you know crowded public places are advertising. Oh, your safety is of our utmost importance. We are yes. taking all these these here precautions. Yes, and, like taking away but, all fucking paper towels. Yeah, no and, paper and towel. have you ever heard of an air dryer? Yeah, I get one of a couple of those Dysons, but they're pricey and they run up the hydro bill. So, so I'm pissed off about that. Uh, Warm ups over. I get the Willie puck. We already talked about that. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, we go over to our seats. Game is starting. National anthem. Fuck everybody's singing. It's a great time. I'm on the aisle to my right. Just across the stairs from me is two guys that will, they are refusing to put their masks on correctly and they're putting their drinks on the boards, which I love, by the way, because then when someone crashes into the boards, oh, yeah. fucking drinks oh, go over. Yeah. It happened to them. But anyway. Awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. But anyways, the reason I'm, the reason I'm bringing this up is because the, the attendant usher or whatever the fuck you want to call them these days, the attendant who's like, you know, scoping around. And I feel bad for them because they got to go oh, around yeah. and tell people to put masks yeah, on. Yeah. And I do feel bad you for them. You see on TV and it's like, but no here's the problem. It. Here's the problem. Let's go. I'm on the aisle and the stairs are to my right. Like I just told you, yep. the attendant is across the section all the way on the other side to the left. And he walks in front of me. During the play. Oh, yeah. He walks in front of the whole row. And that's like a no in that in that industry. Those guys aren't supposed to move, right? But They're like, supposed to like sit in the aisle during the and don't play, get right? And don't get me wrong. Yeah, you are right. And don't get me wrong, dude. Like there is there is lots of space. There's so much space. Yeah, there's like, a big gap Oh, my there, God. Right? I can stretch out my feet and not reach the boards. Oh, yeah. So there is a big gap, which means him walking in front. It's not like we have to move. Not a huge deal, right? But – but it is a huge deal. Like I didn't, well, during the play. I didn't pay the money. It's kind of working in a, uh, an event one-on-one. Right? I didn't pay this money to watch you walk in front yeah, of yeah. me. He walked in front of me like four times. And the, the last time he went across, I just was like, last time you're walking in front here, eh, bud? Like as a question type thing. Like, hey, man, last time, eh? Like, right. Like either kick his ass out. Or walk around and the, stand they, they right next to him. Because of those guys? Like, yes, yes, So he's like, sir, oh, policing this guy hard. Hard. Right, okay. So get the fuck off of that other staircase and come and stand over here. Don't hang out here where, where these two guys are Like, he out. kept walking in front of me. It was absurd, man. And then I found out halfway through the second period that the server is supposed to be asking me what I want. Oh, they're like the... Um, they have the servers. Okay. First row only, though. Right. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? I'm trying to wave her down. No one's coming to me. I finally like go through the fucking lady in the tramp grapevine. Hey, can you tell her to? So finally, the guy's like, hey, he wants one here. She's like, yeah, I'll be right over. She walks around, comes over to me. I watch them get stuff all night, fucking paying with their credit cards and paying with their debits. I'm like, man, this is fucking great. She comes over two minutes later. Hey, uh, yeah, you want something? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I, I wasn't mean or anything. I was like, I, I didn't even know that you were doing this. I'm like, I'm really excited. We're, we're really hungry. We're going to get some popcorn. Yeah. Uh, she was looking at these cauliflower bites. They had vegan stuff on the menu, which Ooh. was pretty sweet. And she's like, yeah, great. I can do all that for you. But unfortunately, our credit card machine is down. Oh so I'm just going to have to take down your information. She pulls out like a fucking scratch pad what? on the fridge and, and has a pen out. And she's like, so what's your card number? Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, I'm like, is this... Am like, I getting scammed right now? Like, what's what, going on? like are you going to... 
shred that? Yeah. Are you going to burn it? What is it? your privacy like, policy on retaining my credit card? Like, I'm in the business of insurance. I deal with this payments and stuff well, like that. Like, like, you like, have to be careful. Yeah, and, like, no company ever keeps, you know, records, physical records of your cards or anything like that. So, but I guess you got to improvise. I don't know how mad you get at him for that one. No, no, no. I wasn't mad they at anyone. They need your money. I was never mad you at anybody. You saw the contract Brady could it chuck off, just, Josh. <laughs> they need your money. It was just, like... It was just like little thing after little thing after little thing, little thing, and I'm thinking like it's opening night. We've had a so lot. So you've had a shit. All all things considered, a bit of a shit show. Yeah, but it was great. The game was great. Oh my god, I had a beautiful call on the Spets goal. I fucking yelled out. They came. They came in the zone or whatever. And I yelled out immediately. I'm like, we're getting it right here. It's coming. We're getting it. And then it came over to Spets, and I I yelled out. I said. Here it comes. And I already was standing up. You can see me in the replay. If you go real slow, I already was standing up. And then, boom, he fucking snipes it. And I'm just fucking banging on the That glass. was a great goal, too. They so were So fun. You know, from my understanding, too, I didn't tune in until about the second period. They're already down 3 nothing, But That's rough. They didn't, they didn't play horribly by any means. I mean, I felt like they were there. Um, you know, they got goalied a little bit, much like they did against the Rangers with uh, Shesterkin. So... And that that penalty call at the end was a killer, dude. That oh. was I. Sheldon was go, you could probably hear Sheldon from where you're sitting, man. He was going fucking bananas. Two minutes for stick lifting. Yeah, that's gross, especially because th- there was a pretty egregious hook on Nylander on a partial break just before that. So that I'll was, tell you, that was tough pill to swallow. I know they were down three two anyway, but tough pill to swallow. I'll tell you, even I, Tavera said something about a post game too. Oh yeah, I th- well they asked him, he's like. I thought I lived his stick. Yeah. So, like, that, yeah, that's the most complaining you're going to get out of that guy, <laughs> oh, too, right? It's, it's true. Uh, I'll tell you one thing, though. The the opportunity I had to sit there uh, – and I shouldn't say opportunity. Like, I paid for the seats. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I earned mean, that shit. Well, I kind of did, though. Like, I, I didn't get to go to anything. Yeah, like, I, big I, thing. I, big I, moment. But I factored that in, Lesko. Right. Like, it's not like I'd been going to games and concerts and taking vacations and stuff. Like, I've been at home doing nothing. So, it was a good opportunity for me and – for me and Kirsty to have some fun together and go do that. Um, it, it, it is tough because you can't see a lot. Yeah, you got that blind spot, especially on the left side of you, right? Dude, dude, there was like two or three times, oh my God, I wanted to crawl in a fucking hole and die. Dude, there was two or three times I was sitting there looking at the Jumbotron because the puck was in like the far left corner. So I'm looking at the Jumbotron and I'm like, come on, man, get it out. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Move it, move it, move it. And they're fucking skating into the zone. Oh, because of the delay. There's No, it's live. Oh, no, no, no. The Jumbotron is it's perfectly live. It's real time. That's okay. why it is that way. Okay, so the okay. fans can watch. And they, they're, they're skating up over the fucking blue line right in front of my face. And I'm still watching on the Jumbotron. Oh, it's hard. To, you haven't. Like, figured out when to transition from the screen down to the ice. <laughs> Dude, two times in the first period, I'm watching the game on the Jumbotron, and they're four feet from me. Oh, my and God. And then they come crashing into the boards, and I'm like, holy shit. Just reminds you that they're right there. <laughs> so I kind of did this thing where I was like, okay, that's embarrassing. I can't be caught. Looking at the fucking screen. Yeah, you'd be on TV just exactly. There for a goal. So I'm like, I can't be doing that. So I said, for the rest of the night, I'm not even going to look at the screen. I'm just going to like, like just wait. I'm just going to wait. Wait for it to come. Back wait for it view. to come into view. Yeah, exactly. Just so, try and guess what's going like, on. Like, there's things like hooking calls and slashing calls and and whatever like uh, goals down at the far end. It, it is a little bit difficult to see. Right. But I will a hundred times out of a hundred tell you that it is worth the sacrifice for the moments. When it's right there. Yeah. When it's right there, man. Like when Willie scored. Yeah, and that skated Sally- right past you, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Like, that's awesome. So sick, man. So I said to Kiersey, the next view I would like to experience is, again, on the glass, just to the left of the goalie. Like right behind, if you get my drift. So that, right. So that you can see the entire ice surface. Yes, it's hard to see a little bit down at yeah. the other end, but at least you can... At least you can see everything. Yeah, and see the puck go in the net. There. Yeah, you can see the cool. puck go left to right, and here it comes. They're coming at you, and they're going mm-hmm. away from you. I've never experienced that view either. I mean, I have from up top, right? but never really, really close. I've kind of been in the corner on the 100 level in at the ACC or oh, SBA. Nice. Um, that was, and I sat there for a period, actually. We, we had two sets of tickets, like different spots. And oh, so you switched? Another couple. So me and my – Cool. Where I sat with my wife, and then – 
I sat with my buddy for the next couple of periods, but we went to oh, like, sick. I went to their seats and then I brought him to my seat. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it was, it was kind of cool. So we were in the corner, a little bit higher up. I'm going to say like maybe 18, 20 row. Something oh, yeah. like that. See, that's then, a beautiful view. And then we were sitting like 12, I believe, uh, closer to the, uh, the benches, just up from the benches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a, that was a nice spot too. Um, that, that game on Saturday, I, I missed most of it, unfortunately. And, and, you know, Pearson went well enough. It was c- cool to see uh, Simmons score there and uh, Bunting get on the board. Actually, NHL rookie scoring leader Michael Bunting scored. Yeah, dude. And uh, scored a again a, a weird one. Yeah, r- rookie by the skin of his teeth, eh? <laughs> he is. Like, by some qualifications under, like, his birthday and the games played. And the games, thing. yeah. Yeah, so that'll be interesting uh, thing if he can continue lighting up. What I if mean, he continues lighting it up? Well, I mean, if he's going to play on the Leafs' top six, I don't see why not. And considering so far, I mean, granted, it's been one game of Matthews, Richie, Marner, but he already looks a little more capable, to put it lightly, in terms of top six talent than Nick Richie has so oh, far. Oh, man, absolutely. Dude, He he has... He has that intangible that you can't measure that that drive, you know, the the fuck you, I'm getting in there, I'm getting it. You know, you're going to have to work two times as hard right to beat me. And that is a bit of what we lost in Hyman. Yeah. And I hate to just and he's not I hate his, to make that easy low-hanging fruit, but it's true. And that's what they were looking to do as well. I mean, sure he's not he's not as big, he's not as strong, he's not as strong a forechecker even as Hyman. But man, that guy tries hard like he I love the way he plays the game I guess is is where I'm at with him like yeah he's off to a good start and he, he has a pretty impressive goal scoring numbers in a very small sample size uh, that aside I just love the way he plays the game oh he was sitting at the end of the bench against the Rangers the other day just beak in the bench Simmers beak in the bench like I I like that uh, well that creates that I don't know that yeah a little camaraderie bit, exactly and, and I got your I got your back and he exactly. has my back and and, then, and Austin was talking about the other day. He's like, oh, he's a real fun guy to be around. Love having him around the team, around the rink. You know, like getting to know him. So I think those are the kind of guys, you know, glue guys, right? Mm-hmm. Who, uh, who, who just bring a different dynamic. And I think he's going to be a fan favorite real quick for the Maple Leafs, for sure. I mean, he's kind of like, historically, he's been a point getter. Yeah, it's not as if, it's not as if he's not... Uh, he seems more – I don't think he's going to score at Hyman's rates, at least the rates that Hyman did in the last couple of years. Um, but he definitely has some scoring prowess to him. I'd say even more so than Hyman had when he first entered the league. Because remember, we used to call him Stone and Hyman, oh. right? He gets set up all the time. You know, still put up like 10, 12 goals or I had to defend him at length. Oh, yeah. Because Just because what he was doing was good enough to offset – like people would be so mad at him because he missed on he a good finish try, or and I'd be like, I, "Like I hear your frustration, yeah. but my goodness, give him a break!" Like he sets up all this other stuff, creates so much open yeah. space. But you're right; then he got a little, a little scoring touch of his own. Yeah, I think just by virtue of playing with good players and obviously working on the one aspect of his game that needed to be addressed, and yeah. capitalizing on his opportunities. Mm-hmm. But I think this bunting guy just. It appears right off the start has a bit more of the nose for the net, we'll say, than uh, Hyman did originally. So I, I think he gets a shot on the top pair eventually. I think it's only a matter of time. And, and, and that's mainly just because I think his skill set's a little bit more complementary and possibly more likely to capitalize on the opportunities. But I know that's why they have Nicky Ritchie there because – you know, he's supposed to have good hands around the net. I think you just got to have to figure those guys out. Yeah. And find a way to keep up. I know. Bun- he's a big, thick dude, eh? Oh, he is. Yeah. I know Bunting probably uh, reminds you a little bit of another former Leaf that uh, was small in stature and large in the heart department mm. and also loves this guy, right? Your boy Tucker. Oh, yeah. So Tucker shot him out on Twitter. Just said, so number 58, I like it. I like it. <laughs> like, like almost as if it's just a quick update, eh? So, number 58, I like it. Just just keeping it keeping it brief, eh? Yeah, keeping it very brief. I like brief. that, though. Good good shout-out to Gad if you're bunting, because I would imagine uh, might have been a bit of a fan back in the day, because, uh, well, good local Scarborough boy. 
a good Leaf fan, of course. Yeah, man, absolutely. So I wanted to ask you, uh, there was a, a poll I saw on Twitter the other day, and it was like, what's more surprising to you? The Sabres being 3-0 and to start the season or the Habs being 0-4 to start the season? And for me, I think it is the easiest answer in the world, but the results were split. I I'm, thought I was, think I'm on Sabres. Yeah. It's more surprising. Yeah. That yes. the Sabres are three and oh. I don't care who they played. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I think okay. you're right. The Habs being oh and four. You figured they get one or two, right? Sure, but it's yeah. they suck, man. Yeah, so far they suck. And, I mean and, I'm gonna if, if I have to put my fucking foot in my mouth then I'll do it on live yeah. fucking. I'll do it on that's Facebook such, Live. That's such hockey, and, and I guess that's the funnest but thing about suck. our early season hockey. They say it's the worst time to gamble on outcomes, right? Because it's uh, it's so wild, it's high scoring, anything can happen, and obviously hockey bad to bet on begin with because it's sporting random, randomness. But uh, you know, Buffalo could go eight now. They still suck. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? They go eight yeah. now. They go ten now. Still a bad team. Well, didn't they win ten in a row a couple of years exactly. ago? Exactly. I think they won like ten in a it row to first, start to start the, the season. It was the first time we had the is the Buffalo Sabers for real question. Oh my on the god, podcast. With Mataraz. Yeah, we were talking to Mataraz yeah. about it. Are the Sabers for real? Yeah, they were. They were. A, they were a wagon at the time, to say the least. And Man. Uh, yeah, so. Um, Interesting though, and and talk about a situation where money can be made because like the odds on some of those games against uh, against them to win. Oh, those absolutely! Games, like, hey man, there's been a few teams that aren't supposed to be doing anything that are doing great. Yeah, uh, like you know, early. Listen, yeah. everyone, we know it's early. Mm-hmm. Okay, we get it, but at the same time. These are two points, the same two points that you're going to have in March. Yeah, fucking chew on it. Right? So you're right. You do got to chew on it. And if you remember, Lesko, I think it was the – was it the bubble? No, the bubble year was a normal year, and then we got cut off from COVID. So I think it was the siloed divisions maybe. But e- either – one of those two years, the Dallas Stars were like 0-6 right. to start the season, and everyone was like, oh, they're right. Is that right, when they went to the finals, right? right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Writing yes. them off. Um, so you can get over it, right? But yeah. I think I think you have to be a team that is already destined for success, and mm-hmm. it, and you're basically just having a lull in the season. Unfortunately, it happened at the very fucking start of the season, but it's 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 a lull, and you can get over it. I don't know if the Montreal Canadiens are equipped, okay, with the personnel to get over being zero and four and being right. in this and being in this division. Right. I know it, it's had a significant impact on their odds of making the playoffs, but uh, I don't know. Obviously, if the Leafs were in a similar situation, we would be freaking out probably pretty hard. Um, I thought the Leafs looked really good against the Rangers. Oh, uh, they got, best game so They far. got goalied. Uh, it was nice to see Matthews out, that new look power play finally. Yeah. Um, they generate a ton of scoring opportunities. Obviously, still can't believe Matthews didn't manage to finish an OT there on that open net. Like, mm. you could. Excuse me. You could tell he was, oh, he, he was, was pissed. so pissed off, right? And and he almost knew coming off like fuck, they're gonna score. And that was a that was a crazy overtime. It was I did, amazing. I, I had a lot of fun watching that uh, watching that overtime in that hockey game. Best best Leaf game of the year by far. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and the Rangers are, um, I think they're coming along. Um, obviously, that they, they couldn't compete with the Leafs in a lot of ways in that game. But that that you know Panarin line is pretty dangerous, and I thought Zibanejad was phenomenal after having a a really streaky weird year last year where he got three Hatties, but then went like ten twelve yeah, games without nothing. scoring. Yeah. I had him in fantasy last year, and he was like, I was ready to throw him at the wall at one Dude, point, that's, that's and me. then he gets like two Hatties in two weeks or something. He's the reason why you quit fantasy. <laughs> yeah, he's part of it. He's part of it. You know what? Though what he said after the game was really was really interesting. Where he said, "I I, I don't even want to imagine." what it would have been like without without Shesty. Right, right. Because that is the point. Yeah. I mean, they they got completely and utterly dominated and won the game. Okay? Yeah. That is a goaltender's had performance. 50 shots in, in that game and against the Senators. They're averaging 35 shots. Yeah, they had like... What do they have against the Ottawa? Like four... Against Forsberg. Like 40-something. 40 46. Yeah, right around there. Like... It's absolutely crazy. I missed I missed the one on Saturday, unfortunately. Like I, I did catch the highlights. I went on a, a wine tour 
on uh, I did see the pictures on Saturday. Yeah, we were down in the Niagara region uh, visiting some friends. And nice. So we, we had a really nice time up Wine there. Wine country. Wine country, man. It's crazy. Like you go, we we go to this area like just south of Hamilton, basically in the Niagara area. Okay, there's yeah. Like, there's an area that that we've I've gone to once before with them, and it's like you drive not even a, m- a minute, like. 30 seconds down the road and there's another one. Oh, so yeah. like we hit four within like, you know, a kilometer radius. How does that work? They, they're, they're different. Yeah. So they're making their own wines a, yeah. di- a different way than the other guy. That's saying every wine's different, right? How okay. your crops turn out. Right. Okay. All that kind of stuff. And the weather dictates a lot of it. And the soil. I just find it almost kind of strange that it's like, well, you, you would think the guy next guy. door, like the ground, how different is it, right? That's but, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it is All interesting because right. some of the ones we went to are like very trendy and like a lot more young people there. And then, you know, uh, oh, cool. more on like the reasonable realm prices of wine. And then you go to like the one across the street and like they were super like proper. And, Ritzy. Like, and like and it was funny, the first one we went to the day, like we we went out the night before. So like this was our getting back on the horse, like middle of the afternoon type thing, right? And my friend and I are sitting there, and this this wonderful European lady is explaining to us in depth all the wines that she's brought in us that we've selected for this tasting flight. Okay. And she is going in depth on all of them, and I'm just sitting there like, is it rude to start drinking it now? Like, because they're in this like wooden thing, and I like gotta fish it out. And like, I'm looking at my friend, I'm like, like tapping fingers, like I'm ready to get, I'm ready to get going here. Like, let's go. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I've been waiting all day for this shit. And she's sitting there talking, and I'm looking at her. I'm like, yep, yep, any questions? Nope, nope, nope. Like, oh, so then finally she leaves. Like, was, And I asked my friend, I was like, is it rude to start, start fucking drinking right in front of them? Yeah. You know, while, the, while they're in the middle of talking about it? Probably not. Well, like, you know, say you start drinking the one, because there's an order too, right? So you start drinking the one out of order that uh, they haven't even explained to you yet. You're just like, uh-huh. You're just oh, dumping yeah. it down your throat. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I guess you have to be patient when you go to those things, but uh, but at the same time, you're paying them to be there and taste their wines. Yeah. Like so I'll do what I want, right? That's what I'm kind of thinking. Yeah, it was kind of funny, I and mean, we were polite and everything, and, it was, and she was super nice, like I said. But we actually didn't end up buying any of their wines at this particular winery. Like I said, first one I went to because everything was pretty fucking expensive. I don't know, my wife might have brought a riesling or something, but um, it was it was a pretty fun day. And some of them is more relaxed, though, atmosphere, a little bit different. Like, it's a good thing we didn't go to this one last when we had a good, like, jag on. And we were kind of laughing and, you know, having a bit more of a good time at that point. Right, of course. And, you know, some people go there to get drunk. It's, it's not classy or anything, but you got to figure a fair share of people are... Or going around there, just would you though? Like, why not just go to the bar or something? Like, I don't know. It's it, it's it's kind of a cool experience. Like, or you the, go there, maybe get a little bit of a day buzz going, or well, something. Well, that's what we did. It was a day buzz, and we went out for dinner there, which which was its own cool thing. I, you ever been to Korean barbecue before? No, man, this shit is phenomenal. Yeah. So you go. It's in Hamilton, the one we went to, and you go, and they've got two grills on the table, and then you you have this iPad, and you just order, you know, all kinds of marinated meats and shit and like little Chinese appetizers and, and, you know, wontons and egg rolls, cool. and, um, you know, calamari, whatever the hell you want. Crazy menu. And, but no it's waiters or waitresses or anything. Oh, no, just... the, and the, and you order it and it's there in like five seconds. They're well, over that's there one of the greatest things on about that Asian style of cuisine. Right. It's like a, it's almost like buffet style, but they bring it right to you in like small portions. Yeah. Yeah. So you throw it on grill it. So we had six people were sitting there and like, it got chaotic at the table. Cause there's so much fucking food just flying around. Like I was overwhelmed. I was like, I'll just have some rice and chicken. <laughs> uh, like, why don't you try some of the other good stuff? You're like, no, I'm just gonna stick with what I know. Well, it was, it, you know, multiple people are trying to cook shit at once. Like, I didn't. I don't feel like I took full advantage of it. Like, I should have served the menu, but like, I just kind of went like, yeah, get this and. You know, I look over, my friend's got like 30 things on order, like right off the bat. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're covered here. Like, I don't really need to do anything, do I? <laughs> really cool, though. If you ever get a chance, check it out. I will. I will. I know Kirstie does, inv- Kirstie does enjoy wines. I'm not a wine guy myself. Yeah, I never was. I got into it eventually. Actually, the first time I really got into it was going on one of those wine tours in Niagara, like, I don't know, like four or five years ago when I started getting like more into it. 
like knew I kind of liked some wines, but started like understanding something about it because you learn something in a lot of those places if you talk to the people. Yeah, or if of you're course. in the mood for that, or if you're culture or there to get hammered. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. No, you, I feel like it'd be more fun to go there with the goal of learning more about what this is. Usually, I, most times I've been fortunate and we've been able to identify like one or two wines that we'll come back to. Like we'll order right. them uh, online from their place or we'll go back. Oh, cool. Like we went to one we went to last time and I've ordered cases from before and went and ordered a case while I was there. Oh, okay. Because yeah. there's like a particular one that I really enjoy. But uh, yeah, that was that was pretty pretty dope way to spend a Saturday. But of course, missed the hockey game by the time I got a Korean barbecue and all the other fun times of drinking whatever we're doing yeah it was uh it was a good game i mean they kind of a little bit of payback there on uh on the sends for spoiling their uh well i guess they were back to back there man another back to back for the boys this week too eh yeah Friday, right off Saturday. the top um <clears throat> it should be an in- interesting weekend of hockey and i'll I actually i'm, I'm looking forward to it because it's that time of year you know where it's like dark early you know, I, I'm kind of in that mode now where I'm like, oh, what shows do I want to catch up on? Like, what am I watching? All right, hockey's on. Yeah, I'm ready to throw the night away at 7. Yeah, exactly. You know, at first I, I was like, oh, I'm not sure how much time I'm going to put put into watching the games early this season. But, yeah, I'm on the couch anyway. No, it's been so Throw much fun, on. man. I've been I've been surfing, it's looking couch for season, this game, it's video game, game season, yeah, show season. Shows are coming back, man. Yellowknife yeah. or Yellowstone is Yellowknife. Yellowstone's coming back soon. Um, what's the other one that's coming back soon? Uh, Ozark. Oh yeah, I saw that. Ozark is it is, the final season? Of that I don't too? know. I, maybe I'm not sure if they've now, announced it. Have or you not. ever seen the show Alone before? No. I just got into that. My cousin got me into that. There, I, I'd seen a, a season about a year ago. I've seen most of the last season. I was pretty impressed with it. And then I just burned through the uh, the the most recent season. But it's it's a survival show. And it's it's you know it's probably the closest thing to like everyone's seen Survivor Man right like yeah. Les Stroud yeah you know he kind of pioneered the genre almost okay. as far as like television is concerned but anyway alone they drop off ten people on a on a lake different parts of this giant ass lake with like a, a prescribed list of gear which is like fundamentals clothes fucking paracord like tarp shit like that and then they get ten items they get to choose mm. from to bring and then they got to survive it's uh, up to a hundred days I believe. And they win five hundred grand. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, and 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 uh, or they're if they're the last man standing to win the money. Although one season apparently you had to actually last a hundred days, and then if multiple deals do, they split the prize. Blah blah. Okay, okay. So anyway, this show is fucking nuts, dude. Where, where does it stream? It uh, you can watch it on like uh, like Bell Fiber uh, on History, or I think Daily Motion even has. The videos what? of it. Say yeah. things that I know. I don't know. Say Amazon Prime has the most recent. Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime has the most recent season. I'm on it. But, dude, it's like, it's fucked up because it's legit like watching people suffer. Because, like, they're, that's, you know, they say survivalists, right? But they go out there and, you know, even the ones who do well barely fucking eat because they just can't simply get enough food that's required to function regularly. Yeah. So by the end of it, you know, they're like, I can do one thing today, so I've got to choose my task wisely. You know, like rarely does anybody, some people make the whole time with fucking catching a fish, eating no meat for like 30 days. You know, Jeez. people are losing fucking 50, 60, 70 pounds and shit like that. And, <laughs> and you're just on the other side of the screen fucking eating your popcorn. Yeah. Loving it. Yeah. But even like some of the things like you can pick out the mistakes, you know, like in strategy, we're like, okay, this guy's put too much energy into this when you should put more into like diversifying food Preparing sources. for this or yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it's really crazy because pretty much in the seasons last, the couple that I've seen, unless it's somebody gets big game, like they all suffer. Right. You know, and even the guys who get the big game, eventually, you know, if you shoot a deer, it's not going to last you that whole fucking time, right? Yeah, true. So it's it's just, it's crazy to watch, like, some really uncomfortable moments. It's in the a show. long time when you really break it down. Well, yeah, like, it, when I, I think the last episode I watched, it was like 60 some days in. Two months, these guys were living in the fucking wilderness. Do people always make it to the end, or are there some seasons or Most whatever? Most seasons, where... no one makes it to the end. Really? I think so nobody first... wins anything? Well, the, the last person standing wins, like, oh. I guess, but one rule, they had to be, I think one season or two, they had to make it 100 days to get okay. the prize. But like in the first couple seasons, I think nobody made it past like 50-some days. And I think this most recent one, they were in like 
70 or 80 around there so sweet i'll have to check that out alone i will check that out i'm always down for some i'm always down for something new something new that um well it's not super new but kirstie and i've been watching it a lot is the morning show Okay, is that uh, uh, Reese Witherspoon? The, the news program, Jennifer right? Aniston. Yeah, yeah, that looked that looked Steve interesting, it, dude. It is phenomenal. It looked, I, I figured Steve Carell has got to be half decent. Right? But here's the thing, though, like it's a drama, right? It's not a comedy. Like it's a drama, and mm-hmm. it's heavy. Like it's heavy. Like it's about sexual abuse in the workplace. Okay, cover ups, um, the old, old boys club kind of right. stuff. You know, that's an interesting topic to people, tackle. You know, people knew in the in in the at the news station that that things were happening, but they were covering it up. And like this person slept with that person, and you know, it was it's just a media drama. It was really cool. And like in this program, it's not just your regular old breakfast television show with Sid Sixero right. or The View with Oprah Winter or whoever the fuck it is. You know, it like in this hype in this uh, fictional world, the morning show is like the biggest thing in right, the world. Right. It's the go-to, like highest rated show. It's the okay. biggest thing in the world. So you have to kind of immerse yourself. At first, I had a difficult time because I right. was just like, who it's cares? Like local who cares? Cha- channel 6 it's News. not Channel 5 local. <laughs> You're talking like the biggest show in America. National the, broadcast, right, yeah. Right. The world okay. watches it. Uh, you know, Steve Carell originally is the, the co-anchor with Jennifer Aniston. Their long-standing success, their absolute you know, world superstar, rock star icons, you know, and then boom, like the allegations. Right. And it's like, walks you kind of through the fallout and how they handle all that kind and of behind shit. the scenes. Okay. And, you know, and, and then you know what happened was, uh, this most recent season, they had the episodes ready, but then COVID happened and they decided to reshoot like Oh really? Like like new scenes and change certain scenes. Wow! So they reshot, and I'm telling you, dude, like it comes out every Friday, and I can't wait for Friday nights. Like late, we watch it late before bed. Kirstie and I Friday nights. I can't wait for it because what they did in this new season is awesome. Like they they touched on all the crazy stuff that went on in 2020. So starting with COVID and right. then Donald I guess Trump. As a, as a news show, a show about news, they figured it had to be said in like present as possible, right? Yeah. And, okay. and Black Lives That's Matter. Cool. Okay. Right. And like cancel culture. Well, and I guess if it's, you know, a reflective of a societal issues and societal uh, or, you know, parallels real world events, we'll say. It, it, it's yeah. really well done, dude. I'm telling you, I highly, highly recommend. Like, you got to know what you're getting yourself into. Like, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily, you know, a, a thriller or a comedy or anything. It is def- most definitely a drama, but like, Every is there some laughs in there with Steve Carell or uh, no, dude. Like, well, you gotta, you gotta, like, he's he's the one that has the allegations. Oh, he's the guy. I he, figured that too when I pictured like how old he is. Guy. I'm like, he would be, well, Anchorman, I guess. But he's like, you know, the main guy brick or whatever. Yeah, he's brick basically. <laughs> you know, he is would play that like that OG anchor who's been but, there for 40 years and then yeah. he gets slammed with some kind of. But I still call kind of him, I still call him Michael Scott. Yeah, like when, that's hard, when, eh? when when we're watching it, I'll be like, "Hey, but wait, did she did she sleep with Michael Scott?" Or you know, and she's like, "Stop calling him Michael Scott." And I'm like, "Well, I'm not gonna call him whatever his name is in the fucking show. I can't even remember oh, right now." God. But, but anyway, yeah, dude. I honestly, I would highly recommend it. It's really, really good. Um, they're just they're they're really they're tackling the like you said the new world issues, and it's just you you can kind of see it coming. Like the first episode of the newest season is like COVID is only kind of a story over in Wuhan. Like right. no one in the States cares. And like one of the guys in So like December twenty nineteen yeah, basically. Yeah. And yeah. like one of the guys one of the guys like in the uh news meeting is like, hey guys, are we gonna talk about this Wuhan virus at all? Yeah. And they were like, no. No, like fuck, no, fuck it. Right, no. not a big deal. <laughs> Trump says it's no big deal. Like they're they're including all that stuff in there and then they're doing like presidential debates the next episode that's coming out this friday i think is going to be the presidential debate like they're not going to have like trump or anyone in it but it's just like they're really 
they're getting prepared. Like they're they're out on the streets and they're like you got the right wings, you got they the left wings. They probably get Trump in the show right now. He's not doing anything. It's really cool though. I I would highly recommend it. We really went off on a TV tangent. Yeah, there, for I, sure. Where I, we at? We got a good hour here. We ready to wrap? Yeah, sure. You want to wrap right now? You know what, dude? Um, we were getting some great feedback on our uh, live show. Yeah, for, we'll have to book another one there soon. Yeah, like we'll be sure to let you guys know on the Pucks and Deep podcast. You'll hear it here first whenever we uh, we schedule one of those. So. What are you thinking? Like a like like a Friday or Saturday night game where we can kind of you know have get into her a little bit. I don't know how much into her I want to be on live broadcasts. Yeah, fair enough. But I even I even mean like at after, least on a weekday we can keep it casual. I even mean like <laughs> after, let's say you know, if right, we did right, right, pregame intermission. Second, I think intermission. we can keep it together if we're doing a live show. Yeah, so maybe we'll do a funner funner weekend live show next. A funner time. weekend live there show. You wow. Go. Okay, right on. Yeah, we had some. Uh, we definitely had some good, uh, good looks there. And actually, I had a couple of different people uh, <clears throat> message me and ask if we were going live for Matthew's return. Oh yeah, just well, that was a big I, one. I guess just because it was a big one, right? Right, right. So maybe that might be what you have to find the next big one. The next big one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we go to shout out Mason McTavish, former Pembroke Lumberjack. Yeah. Okay. Ottawa Valley Titan. Scoring his first NHL goal in his first game. Got two points on the season right now. Goal and assist. So, man, that making the team like that right up. Fuck. That's, he's got to be one of the highest drafted Lumber Kings, I think, ever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And for him to go and make the team like that and make an impact right away. And Anaheim's a good place to do it. Place You're right. Place to play hockey. So and they're really up exciting. to a good start. They are. Absolutely. I wonder if he'll stick. I mean, they might not be as good as Buffalo and... Uh, Buffalo right now, but we'll see. I know one of the friends of the show, Cody Jacobs, is kind of selfishly hoping that he gets sent back to Peterborough. Yeah, I would. <laughs> that's imagine. where Cody's from. So well, we must yeah, check him out. Of course. All right. Well, speaking of checking him out, check us out on Twitter at Coleman42 at Lesko Adam uh, at PuckPod is the station. Of course, as always, you can drop us a line at RealPuckPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. Also follow us on Facebook. If you like live programming randomly every once in a while it was i was randomly live during the pregame at the sense oh yeah yeah all right well listen episode 89 alex mcgillney alex tuck <laughs> it's a wrap it's a wrap we'll see you guys when we see you